and welcome to Buzzing About Romance podcast. I am Becky, and for this episode, I am joined by two of our podcast contributors. I really can't say favorite because I can't play favorites, but I adore you all we equally. Know. We're your favorites. It's fine. It's fine. fine. We can um, read between the lines. <laughs> Well, yes. And you two kind of stuck around. So it's Rachel is with us and Carolina. And we originally had one topic picked and then we decided, "Mm, let's wait and hold off on that topic. And, you know, we went back and forth and you guys were such great sports. But I'm really excited for this trope talk. Me too. Me too. I don't think it's something that is a trope we talk about a lot. No, I think it gets under underrated. And as I was doing my research, there's a few books on here that wouldn't be classified under the trope, but I am throwing them on there because of the volume of how much it plays a part in the story. That's fair. That's fair because I actually, and I will say them now because Leah was not able to join us for this episode, but, um, the parks and provocation leah goes on and on about the sex nachos and um eye candy by jiffy kate there's a jam scene and it's so this episode for trope talk we are focusing on foodies of romance because i couldn't think of how else to uh Mm -hmm. define this (laughs) well when i well and when i was doing my research people like people label it as the foodie trope foodie romance trope people find it like and they well and they classify it like in my goodread shelf I had like baking um like restaurant something on there but it's some people have it broader than that so yeah I call it my wine and dine my wine and dine shelf because we're including bakeries pubs restaurants food trucks uh coffee shops wineries so this is the trope talk about bakeries, pubs, and the HEA. Um, okay. So like we said, we're going to give you all the foodie uh, romance wrecks in this episode. These are the stories that not only whet your appetite, but leave you hungry for more. Um, okay. So we're each going to give you seven to 10 book recs, uh, that either take place or have to do with the bakery, restaurant, bar, pubs, wineries, breweries. I did look up some celebrity chef ones staffed or maybe their restaurant staff or food trucks. Um, we'll tell you about the food, the drink, and the HEA for all of these titles. Um, hope you're hungry because there are some good ones and actually so what inspired my love of the foodie romance i have to share this there is a women's fiction cozy mystery series it is the uh chocolate chip cookie murders and it's by joanna fluke and in each of these books it centers around a couple and in each of the books the author gives you recipes of cookies and baked goods that are made in this in that book and i Mm -hmm. think they're and each book is like um the apple turnover murders or you know the chocolate chip cookie mystery or the devil's food cake mystery it's a really great series and again it's cozy mystery the couple just is dating through the books there's not really um, there's no HA, so it's not romance. It has romantic elements, but it's so good because you get all the recipes. And I spent one whole summer after I'd read like the first 12 of these books making all these cookie recipes. I love it. Because I'm that ridiculous. Um, okay. So let's talk about this. What do you love in a foodie romance? Okay. I will go first. So I love when it is like a super integral part of the story like like if it's a bar like a lot mm-hmm. of the story happens in the bar or the restaurant or like if it's a chef and he like is cooking for the heroine a lot and like they're using it as a love language and all of that type of stuff it's like part of their personality almost yeah, I, I 100% agree. It has to be like 
critical to the story. It's kind of like the uh, <laughs> the um, Die Hard test for Christmas books, mm -hmm. but like like you have to. This has to be part of it. Um, and I also find like that I need it. I'm a big foodie, like in my life. I you know yeah. love cooking shows. I love to cook. I love trying different restaurants. And so the author has to be able to visualize what they're talking about with the food more than mm -hmm. just like, okay, hey, they made, you know, pizza or whatever, like for dinner or, you know, they, you have to be super descriptive about the dishes or the environment that makes me want to go there, like to this fictional place. Like, it's almost like a, um, like the book boyfriend equivalent of like, I want to go to this place so I can experience this bar or restaurant. Like yes. it's on my travel, like wish list, you know, um, that I have to go there, but it's fictional, which like sucks. <laughs> now, I think that's fair too. I'm a huge foodie also, and I live in a small town. And so sometimes they'll mention you know, an exotic cuisine, which is exotic for me, but if I lived in San Francisco, wouldn't be exotic. Um, but I like that I kind of get to live vicariously through these characters. Sometimes it's them experiencing that food for the first time. Um, I can think of a romance where she uh, cooks for him like a really spicy dish that was... Um, I can't even think what the dish was, but it was a really spicy dish. He's like, I don't do mm -hmm. spicy food. And she's like, no, you will eat this. <laughs> There's also like another book where they make this fancy grilled cheese sandwich. And I want to make that fancy grilled cheese sandwich because one, it sounds amazing. Right. And two, it makes, yep. it makes sense. Why have I not been doing this all along? Um, I also love, I love, the cast of characters that are at the restaurants bars like all the supporting characters that yes. the supporting characters add so much character themselves to this experience that like not only do I want to go to this place that I want to meet these people because they are like typically they're a hoot they crack me up they have big personalities and they contribute to the community of the story yeah, I yep. agree. And the food itself can almost like the restaurant, the bar, um, the people in the bar actually can contribute as much to the HEA as the main two characters. So it does mm -hmm. add just another level of depth to the story. Um, okay, so what draws you into these types of romances? So like, is this one that you actively seek out? Like foodie romances? Like, are you excited when you see a, you know, a book come across and someone's like, oh, this is a food truck owner. It's warring food trucks or something. Like, does that intrigue you? Does it make you pull in? Or are you just, is this just one of those that it's like a happy surprise when it happens? I think for me, it's kind of like a happy surprise. I, I guess I should say if it's a series and it's like going to be set at a bar or a restaurant or a winery, something like that, like, I like that. Like, I think it just automatically makes it fun. Like, I like that. When it comes to like a book that maybe is in a series that's like a bunch of standalones and it's like one just happens to be a chef and that's their career. I, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But it's not something I seek out. Yeah, I, I would agree, but I also, there are some that like, I have bumped up my TBR list because it's billed as, you know, here's the chef or the, the, like more, more so with chefs and like bakery owners. Um, but on the flip side, I have been disappointed by it um, in the respect that it almost becomes if if you're putting in the blurb that this is what they do, like they're a bakery owner. Um, there's one book I was actually re-listening to and I got like, I was 50% of the way into the book 
and she was the bakery owner and they mentioned stuff that she made and they kept referring to these cupcakes that she made mm -hmm. but barely anything happened we were 50 percent into the book and we're now in the bakery and I'm like that you know like when it comes to foodie romance like I want it to be more foodie forward yeah have you worked in food service Carolina at all in um, your life I've worked in hotels and done catering so yeah. well because and so what about you Rachel have you worked in food service at all no no so there is if you know anybody that owns a small business that owns a restaurant or owns a bakery or owns a brewery that is like 99.9% .9 of their time it's, they people in the food industry work long freaking hours and it's yeah. hard hard work mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a busser a server the manager the chef the cook the dishwasher it is grueling mm -hmm. work yeah and, and you're and not people, people in the food industry are passionate yeah. passionate people well and I'm thinking of things like you have to open so if you're an bakery that sells donuts and i don't think i have a donut shop on my list but let's say you own donut that's a morning thing which means you're going to want to get early morning commuters or if you own a coffee shop your coffee shop isn't open from noon to six your coffee shop is open at like 6 30 7 a.m local time and so you're which means there you're there at four and five in the morning right so i think it's hilarious when i pick up a foodie romance and they're like um oh, we're going out to eat. And we were there, you know, and out until midnight. And then, you know, like we slept in and we woke up and we had breakfast and I'm thinking, yeah, when no. are you going to bake the muffins, honey? Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants muffins right? at three in the afternoon. I mean, I want a muffin at three in the afternoon, but it's a lot of work. And yeah. it's like you said, it can almost be compared to like the workaholic CEO type romances where they are in the office, you know, early in the morning to late at night. And the majority of the romance is going to take place in that office setting. And for a food based one, it's going to have to take place in and around the uh, whatever the setting, the restaurant, the bakery, the winery. Well, and I think that's where like, it, I think when we when we compare it to like, a medical or a doctor nurse romance, I think more people are quick to jump on here are the mistakes in the storyline and call those out um, more aggressively, I would say, versus food related ones. And, and I don't know, I just don't get the sense that we have that same reaction of like, no, this is wrong. Like you look at it in reviews and you can see people have reactions to doctor medical type romances. And they're like, nope, this is wrong. Like it's, if, if people get it wrong. You see but that in military and firefighter military romances. And all of that. Yeah. And I don't feel like I see that same no. verver <laughs> with foodie ones where you're just like, um, how, how are they staying in, up until midnight when they have to be at work at 4 a.m. and not right. talking about, hey, I'm, I'm going to stay up late and I'll suffer the non-sleep. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. And you kind of talked about that in our close force proximity episode with like, there really aren't a ton of hotel rooms with one bed. So right. let's be realistic about right. this. Which, to Most be honest- Most of the hotel rooms have two queen beds. Like, it's I, just those little things that you're just like, yeah. I recently read a one bed romance and I'm like, Carolina says this wouldn't happen. That's so funny. It's not, it, it's not that it doesn't happen. There are hotel rooms that have king beds. It's right. just, that's not the predominant- Standard. It's not the standard. No. Just unless you know, you're, you're in unless, my head. You're in my head. I appreciate Well, you're in my head too on other <laughs> stuff, but I'm like, oh no, Becky would have problems with this. <laughs> unless it's like an all suite hotel, like yeah. most hotels don't have all king beds. Yeah. I'm just, so yeah, I think that you're right though, because I recently read one that takes place in a brewery and I know the bare minimum about breweries like 
bare minimum. And there were a couple things that they talked about. And I'm like, I don't really think that's how it works, you know, because they were like doing something different with the hops or something. And I'm like, ah. um, please don't make me Google this because, you know, I don't want to. Unless get it you're right. going to, unless you're going to put up front, like at the beginning of the series or at the beginning of the book, like, hey, we're kind of taking liberties here, and it, then I think that's different than, like, blatantly saying, you know, a very right. different process. Right. Well, or you're the- building that into the storyline to say oh, I've revolutionized something and we're, you know, we're doing something groundbreaking or cutting edge or that's never been done. And it's very controversial. Like if you're building that into the story, then I get it. But yeah. And well, in restaurants, so, you know, unless you're like in a small town, not many bars and restaurants are going to have an apartment above upstairs. Like you'd have to have a very dedicated or like small New Jersey, town. New York. Yeah. I mean, like our little small town here does have apartments up above the restaurant um, or above, you know, the bakeries mm-hmm. and stuff. But I don't think that's the norm in, you know, everywhere, everywhere. Because and also real estate is expensive and being a bakery restaurant owner is super expensive and owning that real estate, that's bonkers. Not many people actually own the space that their restaurant is in. They lease it. But, you know, well, and and there's certain things that I'm willing to like suspend my disbelief because it is it is a novel. It is romance like what was what was the episode or the conversation we talked about how few actual billionaires like young billionaires there are and so like really that's not gonna happen like yes it takes a lot of money to to open a restaurant or a bakery um and I'm willing to kind of forgive that if if they have enough like you know, if they acknowledge that they have like an, like a certain amount of savings or something like that, like I'm willing to let a little bit of that slide because it is, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Um, fiction, but it is fiction, but if they're like, I have nothing and I'm going to open a bakery and you know, like, and that's how I'm going to become like rich, rich, then that I can't handle. Like I inherited money. Okay, fine. I, um, took out a loan. Okay. Yes. Like I'm going to do all the work myself because I grew up and, you know, my dad did construction. So I know all of this. Yeah. Okay, fine. Like I I'm with you, but no, I agree. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into this because we have lists and we might go more than seven to 10 books. books. We'll just watch time. <laughs> I started making this list and Leah kept looking at it and going, stop it stop it stop adding i'm like i can't i can't stop um so we're gonna tell you like titles or series maybe a little bit about it and then um what about it makes it food inspired and then we might give you some of the tropes or why we really liked this book what is it about this book that's impactful i think we're going to start with series i do want to give a special shout out to carrie and ryan the Montgomery Inks Bite Cookbook came out earlier this summer. And in it are recipes, but also short stories for all, oh, like fun. extended little epilogues for the family, the Montgomery family, and some of their famous dishes. So that's kind of a cool, indifferent foodie uh, book that doesn't necessarily fit mm-hmm. anywhere. So uh, Montgomery Ink Bites Cookbook by Carrie Ann Ryan. Okay. So let's start series. Carolina, give us a series. We'll see how many of us, we'll play like bingo here. How many of us have this on our list? Okay, I'm gonna start you off with a series that actually um, kind of does not like, when you read the blurb, read the description, I wouldn't call classify it foodie. But this small town like has a couple great features 
Um, one, it has like the diner, like the small town diner that you want to go to. Um, it has the local bar owned by one of the heroines. I think it's book four. She's on my list, but like book four or five. Um, and they have the restaurant that everybody goes to, like the one restaurant that everybody goes to for the fancy date. Like, you know, just like you're trying to impress or you're celebrating the anniversary. Um, the series, and of course I didn't write the series name down. I just have the books. Give me a second. That's okay. Um, Who's it, it by? Who's the series it is by? by Jessica Prince. And. Oh yeah. What's that called? Um, <laughs> is that the hope is that the hope valley? valley series yep it's the hope valley series um book one out of my league has our first introduction to the evergreen diner and there's this whole scene the diner is um run by a couple sally and ralph um and sally is like the waitress ralph is the cook there's this whole scene about the hero bringing the heroine in for the first time and they like he Ralph talks to Sally through the pass through so you know you're they're screaming across the restaurant there's a meatloaf sandwich there's chicken fried steak you know like they're talking about sides super super fun um book I have to figure out what book it is in the series four or five maybe is stay with me and that is Cord and Rory's story and Rory is the bar owner so her family owns the bar and it's her, um, and that plays an integral role of like, because the bar is where everybody hangs out. And so great series. I'm also gonna give another kind of side shout out to Jessica Prince's Girl Talk, but book four, Charming Fiona, because Deacon owns a bar as well and Fiona starts working with him and there's a lot of scenes there's a nice steamy scene by the pool table at the bar um yeah it's okay. pretty hot um so yeah fun okay Rachel do you have a series to start us off with yeah I have like a lot of series well we're gonna so go through them we're just gonna kind of go back and forth and see like, who's on our bingo list <laughs> I think I have more series than like standalones but um, so I, first, I would say The Miles Family by Claire Kingsley. Yep, that was on my list. <laughs> yeah. So it's about a family winery, uh, Salishan Cellars, and um, the setting, it, most of the book happens, you know, in the town where the winery is on the winery grounds. It's five books, so all four kids, all four Miles kids have a book, and then their mom has a book at the end of the series which I really liked um my favorite of the series is probably the fourth book Hidden Miles with Leo and that was just you get to know Leo a little bit throughout the first three books and then his story is just really special he's also um, the venter he he's the venter yeah he yeah he works there and Cooper works there yeah Cooper's wild um but yeah <laughs> It's a really fun series, and it's really good on audio. Um, it's an excellent I, series. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I listened to the audio books like last week, and they were really good. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Sonali Dev. She writes the Raj series. It is her interpretation of retelling Jane Austen's books centered around a family that an Indian family that has all daughters and, but they're wealthy. They're not poor. <laughs> so she has it's pride and prejudice and other flavors, the recipe for persuasion and sense and sensibility, the Emma project. And they all center the main piece in the whole series is her parents, Indian restaurant. And one of the stories, I believe it is recipe for persuasion they are warring restaurants, um, Indian restaurants. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it's just really a great series. It kind of, it, I think it takes place in San Francisco and it, it puts a really great twist on it because it is not the men saving the women. Like we see in Austin's books, this is the women saving the men. And, um, I just, those are all trad pub too. So they're, I believe they're fade to black. 
So they're not as spicy, but they're really great romances. And I, I absolutely enjoy them and highly recommend them. Okay, Carolina, who we got next? Um, okay, so I'm going to go to um, Melanie Harlow's Cloverly Farms series. Um, because a couple of the books do are very foodie focused in that one. Um, the first one I'm thinking of is actually book four, Unbreakable, um, mm-hmm. because the the family actually owns like this like inn that has a lot of different elements to it. So which includes a winery, and so it's the oldest daughter and their new vintner who comes in, or wine master sommelier. Um, and it's their kind of romance and um, sneaking in the wine rooms and just it's there's there's a lot of deliciousness there. Um, and then the first yes. book um, with Mac and Franny, <laughs> I love Rachel's reaction. Yeah, Mac and Franny. Um, that Franny loves to bake. She bakes tons and bakes and cooks with the daughters. Um, and then towards the end of the book, she actually starts to um, work on her own bakery, which evolves throughout the whole series. Yeah, and that one's a- irresistible. Um, and then honorable mention to Melanie Harlow that in a lot of her books, she mentions foods and recipes and she puts the recipes at the end of her books. It does. Um, and so it makes you, I think about um, what series, what was the series after Bellam, Bellamy Creek? Yeah. And, um, oh, whose book was it? Uh, the it's Marshmallow? Call me, no, The Call no. Me Crazy, um, where there was like a meatball sub. Like, oh, how yeah. simple is that? And you're like, okay, now I want a meatball sub. Like, yeah. And the recipe was in the back of the book. It was great. She yeah. had these marshmallow that. stuffed crescent rolls that were rolled in cinnamon oh and sugar. I totally oh, made yes. them. They were so good. I Are think that good? was, anyway, they were so good. So Why simple. Why don't you call me? Next time <laughs> no. I will. Next time you can come over and eat <laughs> snacks with me. <laughs> I made, okay, so here's how ridiculous. I'm so in the foodie mood reading all of these book synopsises, going back and reading passages. I had to stop today and make chocolate chip cookies because I I'm love it. like, I need to bake. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, Rachel, you got another series for us? I do. Um, the Fusion series by Kristen Proby. Um, it's older. Like, I don't know how old is like maybe 2016. Something like that. But it is five female best friends who have a restaurant in Portland that is all about like like aphrodisiacs <laughs> like their their menu is meant to be like sexy and like the ambiance and like you really get the feel for it um through like all the detail and you're probably wondering like how five best friends like own a restaurant but they all have like their own spots like one is the manager one is the chef one does the finances one is like the wine sommelier and then one does like all the marketing and promotions and they all have their spot and it's just a really fun series yeah that a lot takes place in the restaurant because you know it's realistic in the fact that they're like I like I'm up way too late because it's a bar and restaurant. So like, they're like, oh, like, I like, I can't go out tonight because I like have to be at the restaurant. <laughs> like it felt very realistic. And, and I love, this, I love yeah. a good series that has like, like the whole family different, like each person has like a role in that restaurant in that. Yeah. And I love that they're like best friends, like female best friends, because you don't oftentimes get like a a series for like a girl gang. No, you don't usually get a guy, a group of guys. You rarely get a girl. And also because we read a lot of sports romance. So Mm -hmm. we tend to get. Yeah. So, yeah. And the series was really good. Uh, It also stood up well because it it wasn't like in the last couple of years. I don't know when exactly. Is this part of your audiobook tour that you're currently on? 
Yes. This was the first series I listened to on audio. It was available at the library and it was great. Um, so thank you to Kristen Proby and her audio team for getting me hooked on audiobooks. I get a lot more chores done now. Um, okay. Next up, I'm going to go with Stacey Kennedy, who we all know is a top, top tier author for me. She has the Three Chicks Brewery series. It is three sisters that inherit their father's brewery business in Colorado. And each one has a different piece within the brewery system itself. One handles distribution. One is the brewer um, and the other is the marketing person. And it follows all three sisters through their HEA. One of them has a secret baby. And they are all the books are named after like a beer. So it's the sassy blonde, the feisty red and the dirty ginger. And I'm like, I love the names and this is a really great series. And it's, it's a little bit more emotional than we get in her sexy, sexy books, but these are great stories, small town feels and you know, there's cowboys and beer. So it all works and baseball players. Anyway, Okay, Carolina, got another series? Um, yes, I have another series. Um, okay, so this one is the... Um, oh, sweet Lord, I'm blanking on names. Um, this is the Dogwood Cove series by Julia Jarrett. Disclaimer, um, I am her PA, so yes. But... Um, I love it because book two is about the bakery, um, rumors and romance. Um, and then book, I'm totally blanking tonight. Book three is the winery, but I love the bakery the best because legit, like all of the fun conversations happen in the bakery. And like, there's just so many funny scenes with all the women in the series that happen there. Like you have the big conversations, everybody gets together. And I mean, anytime you have a signature, like apple muffin, then, you know, I'm there for it. Um, and then there's also a whole scene where the hero in rumors and romance comes in Jackson and he tries to order a brand muffin. And the heroine is like, no, you need the apple muffin the apple nut muffin. No, I want the brand muffin. Like, it's just this great little banter and this little fight. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rachel, what's your next series? Um, okay. Trouble Brewing by Layla Rain. Uh, it's a series. It's three books, but it's like a trilogy. So you need to read it in order because otherwise you would be extremely confused. It's, it's an MM romance um, between an FBI agent and a U.S. district attorney. It's set in San Francisco, and the district attorney actually owns this brewery called Trouble Brewing. And um, so that plays like a big part, because he goes there after work, is there late. It's like his retirement plan, because he doesn't plan on being a U.S. attorney for his whole career. It's a romantic suspense, which I feel like is a given with like an FBI agent and an attorney. Uh, it, I was hooked. Uh, also did this on audio. So also available at the library. It's traditionally <laughs> published by Karina Press and it's very good. And there's a lot of like side characters that have stories that you're going to want to read. Um, it's really well done. Okay. Um, next I'm going with community favorite Sawyer Bennett. She has her last call series. It kicks off with a world renowned surfer returning to his home on the Outer Banks and opening a bar on the beach. And, um, it is a five book series on the rocks, make it a double sugar on the edge with a twist shaken, not stirred. It actually ties into several of her other book series. There are some relatives of wild horses and some relatives from some hockey players. Anyway, it is just great. And everything happens in the bar and takes place around the bar. And 
Um, if you haven't listened to that series or read that series, I highly recommend it. And I do think it's on Hoopla. So add that to your list, Rach. <laughs> Added. <laughs> what about, okay, next, Carolina, are we still in series? I'm out of series. You're out I'm of series. Not. Okay, Rachel, do you have a series? Yes, I do. The Twisted Fox series by Charity Farrell. It is set at a bar called The Twisted Fox. All of the book names, five books, have fun names. Um, Stirred, Shaken, Straight Up, Chaser, and Last Round. And it's a friend group. It's kind of found family. It's a lot of fun. It's got some angst, not too much angst. I devoured like every single one in almost one sitting and they're not like that short. So definitely recommend if you like the kind of like bar type setting. Yeah. So to go with your bar type setting, I also have Kylie Scott's dive bar series, Dirty Twist and Chaser. And Mary Carr has a family series called the Wild Irish series that takes place around the family's Irish pub. Um, Mm -hmm. and so those complete my bar series. Do you have any other series? Um, no. Okay. I have one other series that I'd like to mention. Kelly Kay has a five winery Mm -hmm. family series. Uh, I don't know. She's got two trilogies, a duology and no, maybe a trilogy, a duology and a standalone. standalone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's still working on it. She's chaotic Kelly and we never know what we're getting. So, <laughs> but it does center around five families that live in Sonoma. So those complete, those complete the series. So let's go into individual books. We got about 20 minutes to kind of give everybody. Um, so do two and three at a time if you want. Whatever, Carolina, you're up next. What you got? Okay. Um, so this one, uh, Mackenzie's Turn to Fall by Harlow James, you wouldn't necessarily classify it as foodie, but there is so much freaking food in this book. Like you are drooling the whole time. And so she, the heroine is Mackenzie is a romance author. Um, Dylan, who is one of my top book boyfriends is, um, a butcher at a grocery store. That's how they meet. They, they meet in the grocery store because she's constantly munching on cookies trying to find a meat cute for her next book um their first date is at the fall festival can we just say like oozing with food like there's hot spike cider apple cider donuts barbecue garlic truffle fries funnel cake with caramel apples like just all the conversations about food at a fair at a festival Um, And then it also happens around Thanksgiving and there is a pumpkin crunch cake that she has shared the recipe to. So if you really want it, you can ask her for it. Um, And if you sign up for her newsletter, she's constantly sharing recipes. Um, So she is a foodie's best friend. Um, Okay, then on another, like a very more emotional side, um, I have tears of joy and it's tears t-i-e-r-s like cake tears um Mm. tears of joy by lg campbell lg campbell traditionally writes mc romance very dark very um (laughs) very dark but this was very much a departure on what she writes and it's a very emotional story because the heroine um, loses her first husband and um, as she's her family and friends like really push her to um, move to Canada to open the bakery that her and her husband dreamed of and it's part of her grieving process that she she takes this money builds this bakery um, and her hero now is then this grumpy construction worker that helps her, like general contractor. Um, There's a lot of great food, baking. Um, She uses it therapy to kind of help her. Um, There's also a really fantastic scene with frosting um, that is like, hello. Um, it's, It's a very emotional read, but it's a very powerful read on how chasing chasing this dream 
opening this bakery, building these relationships helps her um, navigate her grief and come, come out the other side. Okay. Um, th- but they do get an HEA in the end, right? They do get an HEA in the end. That's um, and like, I probably have bawled the most in that book than I've ever bawled in any book. So okay. wow. just, just know, and then like, also know that all her other work is very different than this one book. <laughs> this is like different. <laughs> um, okay, Rach, uh, what you got? Okay. Um, just one favor by Stephanie Rose. It's a baker who is a guy and a food blogger. So it's kind of like enemies to lovers, like childhood enemies. Like, um, and the heroine was kind of like the bully (laughs) instead, (laughs) which is like always fun to me. Um, And it wasn't like so bad that you were like, oh, I would never like forgive that person or anything like that. So that one's a lot of fun. I like that it's like a male baker. I don't think that's like super common. I think it's, I don't think that's common in real life either, at least not in my experience in our small town. Yeah. So yeah, that one came out earlier this year. It's in KU. It was a lot of fun. There were some emotional moments too, but it was just like great banter lot of food I wanted to eat like all the time she's like a secret food blogger like super popular on Instagram but like no one knows who she is which is fun Uh too I like like that little bit of mystery yeah yeah do you got another book for us yeah um the path to you by Claire Kingsley um the hero is a chef owns his own restaurant um, it's the seventh book in the Jetty Beach series. It can be read as a standalone, but I, you know, I'm always going to say like a series in order. Um, it, yeah, it's I'm very with you, Rach. Good. Read them in order. Yeah, food definitely. Like, obviously, he's a chef, but it plays a huge role in his life and his moods and all of that. And the heroine actually becomes a waitress at his restaurant, which is fun too. There's yeah, a little bit of like. A little bit of suspense in that one too which was unexpected but always welcome <laughs> um okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go winery here and bar real quick um all of these i'm gonna give you are actually because the heroines in these books are so dynamic so we have lush money by angelica lopez um she is the billionaire. He is the struggling wine grower and they have a fake relationship. It's phenomenal, a phenomenal read. I highly recommend it. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, hiding in the smoke by Ophelia Martinez. She is a bar owner and there's a stupid sexy scene with tequila that I still am not, not over yet. Um, and then One Way Back to Me by Carrie and Ryan. The f- Males family, the Wilder family, own a resort that has a winery on it in Texas. But at the end of the day, the heroine in that book, she is a badass. And there's a little bit of romantic suspense in it. But it is, she is just, she's a really great heroine. And all three of those have phenomenal heroines. Okay. What's next for you, Carolina? All right. Um, okay. So I next is Maybe We Will by Melissa Foster. It's book one in her Silver Harbor series. That series, each book is about a sister. Um, what I love about this is her mother has, well, I don't love this part, but Um, Her mother passed away. Um, I realized how that came out. Um, And now the, the, the girls are having to, their father passed away when they were younger. Their mother has now passed away and they're having to figure out what to do with the bistro. Um, It's very run down and Abby really doesn't want to let it go. She has so many wonderful memories with her father. um, Well, and she's working on a chef as a chef in the mainland. Yeah, she's working in the, as a chef in the city and and not happy. Um, 
And so it's really about making her way and re reclaiming the bistro back to kind of its former glory, but in a newer time and her new way. Um, the hero is Aiden, who is the older brother to Remy from the Harmony Point series book two, um, who's an actress. And so he's always been very super protective of her because he's had to raise her. So like, if you've read that series, like this is where he gets his HEA um, and really helps, helps Abby kind of find her way and surprises her. Um, it's really sweet and it brings a great group of people like talk about small time rallying to make this happen. Um, and it involves the sisters um, to create murals and to- Well, they just... all work in the restaurant in some way, don't they in that book? No. In that um, series? They don't. Um, one of the sisters is a surprise sister. Um, and then the oldest sister, Deidre, is a lawyer okay and okay. she wants to she just wants to sell the rest sell the bistro and be gone she doesn't want to stay and abby is just it's it speaks to the love of her father and the memories that they have and that they built and the type of food because there's like a garden out back and it's just it's very um i don't know it's beautiful <laughs> it's a beautiful story do you it's, have another one for us yeah um the other one I will talk about is Southern Charmer by Jessica Peterson. Um, Eli is a chef. Um, Olivia is coming down to the South after just a bunch of life. Like she's coming down for a break um, and visiting a friend and staying at this, I think is staying at a B&B &B or something. Um, and really Eli's a... Eli's dishes kind of brings her back to life and he's kind of that kind of he has a lot to say but he doesn't say it he kind of speaks through the food um and just helps her they help each other kind of rediscover what they want to do um slow burn but great story and great like foodie like dish talk okay Rachel what are your book recs Okay. Um, Come Again and Neutral Grounds by Jiffy Kate. Those were so, on my list too. Yeah. So it's two books in the French Quarter series. Um, Come Again is book two and it's set at a bar called Come Again. It's a great age gap. Pretty emotional. Like mm -hmm. absolutely loved it. Well, and also the sister of the guy that owns the bar owns the cooking school next door, but we don't have a story for them, for her. Jiffy Kate. And then Neutral Grounds is set at a coffee shop. Um, Cece, I love her. You see her in the other books. She's amazing. Um, also, I love coffee. So those are also a great love letter to New Orleans. They yes. are. Well, and in the yeah, food scene really of New are. Orleans, too, because yeah. they all go back to that one restaurant that is part of their, I think it's the 10 series or Table mm -hmm. 10 is the book. Um, it goes back they all go to this restaurant and they talk about the food in that restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can, can I order that? How do I get that? Yeah. Yes. Um, agreed. And then also <laughs> love me knots by Lydia Michaels. It's um, the second book in her Jasper falls series. And um, Perrin, the heroine owns a bar with her sister and um they want to turn it into like a farm to table restaurant, like all kinds of stuff. Um, a lot happens at the bar and, you know, cause she's a business owner, like yeah, kind of lives and breathes her business. And the hero is new to town, like wants to open up a franchise of a big, big box store, like, you know, the enemy. So it was a lot of fun. Um, okay. So I'm going to mention two books but almost a third from Krista Sandor Not Your Average Vixen by Krista Sandor it is a Christmas book the heroine is a baker and um, 
there's just so much in this book that is just so great. And it actually brings to light uh, edibles and cannabis use and the misuse of cannabis and the love of funnel cake, which I was there for. <laughs> I, I love a good funnel cake. Um, she, likes the, she likes the misuse of cannabis. She does. <laughs> and I think that's because she's in Colorado. I think it is because she's in Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, the Nanny and the Hothead by Krista Sandor. It is a food. He owns a food truck in a restaurant and they actually work in a restaurant together and he fires her. She throws a salad at him and then she is matched to be his nanny. And um, they make this grilled cheese sandwich with extra sharp cheddar and homemade apple butter on sourdough bread. Shut the front door. Right. <sighs> Does that not sound amazing? I'm calling my husband. <laughs> I'm going to need Make this happen. I need that sandwich. Um, and then you actually get a glimpse at the hero and heroine of the bakery and not your average vixen in her latest book, The Nanny and the Heartthrob, which has a misuse of acid <laughs> in it, which is shrooms. shrooms hilariousness um so anyway those are those and then uh one other guys this is so hard um i am going to go with the social hour by sophie sinclair he owns a bar and a nightclub and she works upstairs above the nightclub in a uh, photography studio and is an assistant for his sister and he there's, I think one of the things that Sophie Sinclair does really well in her books is the best friend. She has these really dynamic side characters that just scream to you and that are so good. So um, that series, that's book three in a series. It starts with Coffee Girl, the makeup artist, and then The Social Hour. Okay. Um, before we do our exit, let's do one more round of book recs. Anything else you have to talk about before we um are done what do you got rachel rachel's like um, i have Jen to say these books like, jennifer hill by debney perry knox is a chef oh, i love that, was that on my series list. love that series it's so good i love knox it's amazing read the book it's got some suspense you know i love suspense i love small towns i love single parents it's got all of the things it's great and then also um, The Real Thing by Melissa Foster. It's a fake relationship between Willow, a baker, and Zane, a Hollywood like heartthrob. It's a ton of fun. It's in KU. If you haven't read Melissa Foster, um, this is a great place to start. And yeah, it it, a it's a good place yeah, to start. It's a and great place to start. It's in KU, and it includes the KU Clues the Audible. For that whole series and the next one after it. Yes. How many point? Read it. So it includes, yeah. Okay. Or listen to it. Or listen to yeah. it. Okay, Carolina, you have anything that we have to talk about? Uh, yes. Um, we just did our Christmas in July series. One of those was if you give a jerk a gingerbread or gingerbread mint, I don't know, gingerbread, <laughs> whatever. It, it's the second one um, by Jana Aston. It is, they're both bakers, they're in a cooking competition and it is super fun, super cute, great chemistry. It's a novella, quick read, um, great holiday read, but you can read it year round. Um, I will say the other one, it's not really a foodie book, but food and the family table plays an important part to this. Um, is the Bennett Boys Ranch series by Lauren Landish. And cooking fried chicken with um, Mama Louise is a like, means you know you've made it into the family for yeah. the hero heroines. But there's so much great like conversation around the dinner table and the food that they have. And they do talk about it and what's prepared. Yeah. Um, very much ranch farmer life where you have those big meals and you come together and eat. Um, so it's yeah. kind of like, it's an honorable mention. 
No, that works. I agree. Okay, so I think that it wouldn't be us if we didn't mention some hockey romances that have to do with food. So I'm just going to list them. Roman by Sawyer Bennett. She's a barista. She's also the illegitimate daughter of the owner. Um, We have uh, Top Shelf by Kelly Jameson. He is a hockey player, but he also owns a bar. And she is a mixologist and is fierce, fierce, fierce. A guy walks into my bar by Lauren Blakely. One of the men owns a bar. The other man own is a hockey player. And Shane East and Joe Arden do the audio for that book. And hot damn. Hot, hot damn. Um, scorekeeper by Gina Azee. He owns the hockey team, the Boston Hawks team. And she is a baker. Um, also, Carolina, if you like cooking competitions, the new book For Better or Worse by Erin LaRosa. They are celebrity chefs that are also... Is that the For Butter or For Worse? Yeah, For Butter yeah, or yeah. Worse. Yep, it was it was cute. And then I want to give one shout out. My very first foodie romance was Savor the Moment by Nora Roberts it's a book about four friends. Well, the whole series about four friends that turn a family home into a wedding venue and savor the moment is the cake baker. And she talks about all the flavors and the fillings and making the intricate candies and dusting the flour. And it was just like, I need wedding. I like cake. I'm a big girl. I like cake. <laughs> um, and then also accidentally in love by Danica Flynn. Um, it's a family owned brewery in a small town in Pennsylvania. And it was, it's an accidental pregnancy. And I think it's by far one of her best books. So. And doing my research for this, I also feel like I'm missing a lot of like foodie romance books. I could go on. Like I have, I I still have more. I, well, and I was thinking of like, okay, what story has this in this scenario? And I just like, couldn't find the book. We might have to do a part two. We might have to do a part two. Because we didn't even get, I mean, Leah's aren't in here, and I'm sure she had ones that we didn't think of. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So now it's that time for our book of the week. Okay. Rachel, what's your book of the week? What book are you reading right now that you love and think everyone should read? I have two. You can have two. Okay. I just finished River by C.E. Johnson. Um, She's a new-to-me author. KU romantic suspense it's the first in a series it was phenomenal I loved it I have a new author to read and then I'm currently reading X marks the perfect spot by Cynthia Eden it's like book 15 or 16 in the wild ways series um it's a security firm um they're exes but she didn't really know that he was uh, in private security she thought he was an accountant and then he saves her from getting kidnapped. And then it's a whole thing. And I'm about 50% in. And that's what I'm going to do after we get off here. <laughs> uh, Carolina, what's your book of the week? Uh, my book of the week is actually one we kind of mentioned. Um, it is uh, The Nanny and the Heartthrob by Krista Sandor. Um, rom-com, rock star, nanny. Woke up married in Vegas. Got married in Vegas, friends-ish to lovers, marriage of convenience, freaking hilarious. Hilarious. Spitfire Kids. It's book four. I've not read the rest of the series, which is crazy, but I picked this one up. Um, There are parts that I was legit laughing out loud and I was reading it. I've been reading it. I was reading it on the plane. And I am like, like my body was shaking and Joe, my husband was looking at me going, what the hell? And I'm like, the book's so funny. And then I was reading it one late, late one night and I, my husband was asleep and I was dying at the scene where she has the shroom lollipops that she doesn't know are like laced in shrooms and like the mayhem that happens, but the chemistry between the two of them like gives you chills yeah so so good i yeah i can recommend that series yeah that whole series <laughs> um okay i am going to go i'm trying to think here so i read a book 
cover to cover in one sitting yesterday. And it's from a top tier author for me. It is Dirty Beast Rev by Jacinda Wilder. And when I tell you this book was sexy, he growls, he's fiercely protective, you touch her and I will kill you vibes. Also, he can't sleep without her. He only rests when she's in bed with him. It's forbidden. Like, there's so much. This book, you guys. Like, 38% it pops, but it does not pop with intercourse. All other things, some happen, but not inter... It's just... It is what I love about Jacinda Wilder and their books and what they write. So, Dirty Beast, Rev, it released um, this... Friday, so the twenty, mm-hmm. the twenty ninth is when it is out. Um, okay, let me go through all my business stuff here. Um, please note there is a special entry for summer reading at the bottom of our show notes. We're going to ask you a question specific to this episode. Once you listen all the way through, you will want to go to our on the shelf show notes for this episode and enter there. There will be an extra entry for just listening to the podcast. We do ask that you not share this or tag us on social media. Just answer the question for an extra entry. Um, Also, well, no, we're not doing that. This week coming up, well, because I'm closing that. (laughs) So we're getting ready. We did this music request line, and we're getting ready to assign those songs, and people have to come up with book recs to go with those songs for an upcoming Trope Talk episode. We'll see who quits Trope Talks real quick. Week 10 Summer Reading Challenge, uh, August 2nd. I will have a happy hour with author Kennedy Mitchell at 9.30 Live on the YouTube. Um, She is delightful, and she has a new box set of a series coming out that we're celebrating. And then on August the 3rd, I will be in the Wild Reader Book Club. Uh... We are reading One Night by Carly Phillips, and that starts at 9 p.m. on the Facebook. You can find all of this under our events page on the website. And then I will be on the 4th in Instagram Live. We have two Instagram Lives on the 4th. At 8 p.m., Carolina and I will be live to announce the Readathon lineup for Ooh. National Read a Book Day. And then uh, I will then turn around and be live with author Nui Kerwin. I put this pronunciation into Google and I'm sure I have butchered it. I do not know how to say it, but she's a debut author. She has a delightful new book out called Long Past Summer. Highly recommend it. Um, Anyway, I'll be live with her on the 4th at 9.30 p.m. And the sponsoring authors this week are Avery Flynn and Nui Kerwin. Um, okay. Patreon update. Welcome to new Patreon members, Danielle and Michelle. Uh, we are so excited to welcome you to the community. We are so grateful for all of our Patreon supporters like Hannah, Tina, Susie, and Lindsay. We recently updated our Patreon perks and we added a monthly swag pack for the top three tiers. We also are going to bring you all new exclusive Buzzing After Dark episodes And Duchess Katie and I will be back with another round monthly starting in August. And we got some good ones, you guys. We are going to watch a Hallmark movie from 1993 and read the romance book that it was based on. And then we're going to talk about it. Love that. So, and we will tell you where you can watch this movie for free so that you can come in prepared. Like it has a young Jennifer Garner, like, so young jennifer garner that's awesome i'm here for this so um that is coming in uh i think that episode's in september but katie and i will be back monthly with another round you can join us um and join the community and support the podcast by joining us over on patreon we would really like to hit our goal of 40 patreons by the end of the year you can find details at patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee Uh, Drunk Book Club is coming on August 20th. We are reading Beautifully Broken Pieces by Catherine Cowell. And Rachel, it is your fault that I'm obsessed with Catherine Cowell. It's, she's so good. Like so good. The audiobooks are good too. You know, I did those. Yeah. Well, her, 
and I don't know if it'll still be free when this episode drops, but her tattered stars mm-hmm. book one in her newest series is currently free, like right now. Yeah. And sorry, I'm looking at my caption. You guys, I had the audiobook of that one. It is Sebastian York. And oh, so good. So, so, so good. Anyway, Catherine is going to join us for the evening on the 20th. And Beautifully Broken Pieces is book one in um in her Beautifully Sutter Broken Lake. series. Sutter yeah. Lake. Is Sutter, Sutter Lake. Lake. Is that? She writes a slow burn, small town, romantic suspense. But there's an elegance to her writing. And I can't compare her to anyone else. No, I, I think maybe the closest would be Debney Perry. Maybe. For some of her, like, some of the ones with the suspense aspect. But really, but she's poetry. like... poetry. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's like, the suspense is like an undercurrent. It's not like the it's whole It's not book. in your face. No. Yeah. No, it's very... It's, it's very relationship forward with the slight romantic suspense piece to it. And her characters and her covers are beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. I, ha- I own every one of her books. I'm, I am not, I'm not surprised. I'm slightly jealous. And actually like we didn't get to it, but one of her books was on my list for the, uh, foodies because one of the girls works in a cafe and is the head chef and creator for a cafe um so anyway if you want to join us for drunk book club that is a perk of our patreon so again check us out over on patreon next time i will be back with the ladies of corset and crown um we are hosting our first ever character chat Um, We're going to talk about the scoundrels of romance. These are the anti-heroes, the not-so-good guys that live in the morally gray. Love it. And that is next time. Anyway, because, you know, Katie and Sadie love a guy who does crime. They just do. They they like that. They're so weird. Anyway, love them. So funny. Anyway, thank you both of you for joining me for this episode and talking foodie romances. I am now hungry. I need to go eat a sandwich. I need a grilled cheese sandwich. Um, <laughs> you are not alone, sister. Although, do we have to make the apple butter homemade? Because that's like in the book. They make the apple butter mm, homemade. Yeah, let's. I'm not making apple butter. No, let's go to like Crackle Barrel and buy the apple butter and like let's speed up this process because I need the grilled cheese like now. I hear you, sister. I'm there for you. Anyway, um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 